Once upon a time there was a kind and dedicated teacher named Govind. He ran a small school in the village of Ramwad. Among his students there were six boys who were unfortunately blind. However, they were intelligent and very eager to learn and Govind took special classes for them. In one lesson Govind described the elephant. He spoke about the large grey animal with a long trunk and sharp tusks which roamed in the jungles of Kerala. He elaborated in detail about how elephants enjoyed sporting in the water and ate large amounts of fruits and leaves daily. As they were hearing more and more about the elephant the boys sat up straighter with excitement one of them said sir this elephant seems to be wonderful we want to feel it with our own hands then we will be able to understand it better so govind took the boys to a nearby circus the circus had a gentle old elephant named gulab the boys eagerly crowded around her Gulab Kali lovingly put her trunk around the boy standing near her nose. Oh, he explained in surprise. The elephant is just like a slippery snake. Hearing this, the excited boys rushed with their hands outstretched to feel the elephant for themselves. The second boy gently rubbed Gulab Kali's stomach. Oh, what are you talking? the elephant is just like a rough wall the third boy grabbed gulab kali's leg you both are wrong the elephant is just like a smooth pillar he argued one boy's hand seemed to feel something large which was actually the elephant's ears no no the elephant is just like a large hand fan he claimed The fifth boy grasped the elephant's smooth pointed tusks. Ouch! The elephant is just like a sharp spear. He cried while rubbing his hand. The sixth boy stood behind Gulab Kali. He ran his hands along the elephant's tail. You all are mistaken. The elephant is just like a long rope. He declared, "No, no, it's like a pillar." Of course not it's like a large fan not at all the elephant is like a rough wall their voices kept getting louder of course not the elephant is not like that at all the boys started seriously arguing with each other Gobind smiled looking at his boys shh he said calm down sit down and take a deep breath hmm All your answers are correct but partially. Each one of you is saying what you think is right. Yes, it is true that the elephant's nose is like a long slippery snake and her ear is like a huge hand fan. The stomach does feel like a rough wall. The elephant looks how you all have described. But none of you are completely correct. Each one of you is 
giving your opinion based on what you feel and think is right so this funny story teaches an important and pertinent lesson many times even grown ups behave like little children they argue about who god is and what he looks like god is just like a light some would say and that he is everywhere god is nature god is love god is this god is that the fact is god is all of these things and much beyond what we can perceive all of us have limited intelligence and limited sense perception every human being is born with four defects and the defects are we have imperfect senses we have the tendency to cheat we have the tendency to commit mistakes and we have the tendency to fall under illusion so with these defects we cannot claim to have complete knowledge there are 7.5 billion people all over the planet and if everyone thinks what they feel and think is right then who is actually right the answer is everyone is wrong just like these six blind students if everybody starts explaining things based on their perspective and thinking that to be right then we should know that everybody is right but which is not possible everyone is wrong what we need is a person who knows the truth just like these six blind children needed somebody with a vision to explain to them what the elephant looked like we also need a perfect personality who has that vision who can explain it to us what god is what he looks like and that person is the guru the spiritual master who can explain it to us based on scriptures if a guru also starts saying things based on what he can perceive or feel and think is right then he also needs to be completely rejected a true guru will always speak based on what the scriptures say he should have thorough understanding about the conclusions of the scriptures and should he should be able to explain it to his followers anyone who is born as a human being it is his duty to inquire about the absolute truth about god find answers to questions like who am i where do i come from where will i go what is the purpose of life is it simply to be lived like an animal eating sleeping mating and defending even they are doing it we are just doing it in a more polished way who is god what is my relationship with god how do i revive that relationship why do i suffer even if i don't want to a human being is expected to seek answers to these questions and only when a person starts questioning like this is he considered a human being or that's when his human life actually begins so we must aspire we must desire to come across a bona fide guru who can actually give us that vision which he also has and explain to us uh, with the right perspective and in the best possible way and most importantly based on the scriptures because scriptures are free from defects because they come from a person who is free from defects we humans have four defects but god is free from defects and therefore his word given in the scriptures is also free from any defects and anybody who can preach that word also uh, gradually becomes free from the defects he can give equal vision he can give the right vision 
and then those who follow such a personality a bona fide guru they can also be blessed with the right understanding thank you very much in a small clearing deep in the forest a mystic yogi sat absorbed in meditation the yogi sat still as a statue with his eyes closed it was so quiet that he could hear his own breath with every breath he chanted the holy names of god hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare suddenly a frightened mouse jumped onto the yogi's lap he squeaked please save me please save me a cat is chasing me startled the yogi opened his eyes he peered down at the mouse and said it's not my business to go chasing after cats please sir make me into a cat the mouse squeaked that way i can save myself all right the yogi said i'll make you a cat he then waved his hand softly chanted a mantra and lo and behold the mouse became a cat the cat then dashed away back into the forest happy to be chasing rats and mice a few days later the yogi was sitting as always in peaceful meditation this time a cat crept from the bushes mewing pitiably please save me a ferocious dog is after me the yogi said i recognize you you are the mouse i had changed into a cat the other day well well what shall we do this time the cat mewed louder help me i'm scared of dogs transform me into a dog the yogi being very compassionate chanted a mantra and transformed the cat into a big barking dog the dog happily raced into the jungle and the yogi continued his meditation couple of days later the dog returned in a very distressed condition he ran up to the yogi panting and whimpering please help me a great tiger is chasing me the yogi considered the plight of the terrified dog he replied oh why are you so afraid stop trembling with fear you want to be a tiger now have no more fear with that he chanted a mantra waved his hand and turned the dog into the most dangerous beast in the forest a tiger instead of going away the tiger paced around admiring his new body he licked his black and yellow striped fur with his long tongue and with great satisfaction examined his razor sharp claws when the yogi noticed the tiger gazing at him he asked so tiger what do you want now with a sly smile the tiger replied i want to eat you the tiger got ready to pounce the yogi was too quick for him pointing his finger he chanted a mantra and said ungrateful wretch 
again become a mouse. The tiger immediately turned into a little squeaking mouse. So we should always remain grateful and humble even after we become influential, talented, wealthy, beautiful, powerful in our lives. But know that all the abilities that we have are by the grace of the Lord. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, Queen Kunti mentions there are four disqualifications. High parentage, that means taking birth in a great family lineage, beauty, wealth and knowledge. How are these things disqualifications, especially when it comes to taking to spiritual life? Because they generally tend to make the person proud. And therefore it becomes very difficult for a proud person to seek shelter in something higher. It's not that these things in and of themselves are disqualification, but when they lead to false pride, thinking that they are mine, I am the doer, I have done it, I have achieved it, this is mine. That's when these things or any other thing, they become disqualifications. In the 13th chapter of the Gita, Krishna mentions 20 items of knowledge. And amazingly, the first thing that he mentions is humility. So if we do not recognize the hand that feeds us, if we don't acknowledge it, then we will meet the same fate as the mouse. The mouse became greater by the blessings of the sage and now when he became quite powerful he was wanting to destroy the very source of his power. So that's what many people do when they are blessed with some talent, some beauty, knowledge, wealth, influence, power or glory of any kind they tend to think it is theirs they have worked hard it's their intelligence but please know where does that intelligence come from where does that ability come from krishna says in the bhagavad gita i am the ability in man i am the intelligence of the intelligent i am the strength of the strong so it's not that we cannot have these things important thing is we can have the whole world at our feet but at the same time be grateful to that personality who has blessed us with all those benedictions. So we don't have to give up anything. We can be the most beautiful person, wealthiest, most powerful person in the creation. But we have to always remember and thank the Lord for giving us what we have. We should always remember that we don't deserve all these things but by the kindness of the Lord we have been blessed with it we only have the ability to desire but no ability to fulfill that desire unless that is sanctioned by the Lord always we have to remember this the humbler we are the higher we go the heavier we are we think the harder we fall it means if we are meek and humble the Lord will take us to unimaginable heights but if we are not humble like the mouse and we try to defy his existence 
find faults with him as many people nowadays do especially those who don't believe or they have been blessed with something they are the ones who generally defy god's existence then the same thing will happen to them as the mouse the time will humble them time is one of the manifestations of krishna in this world as he says in the bhagavad gita 11th chapter kalo asmi so where are the greatest kings the powerful aristocrats the powerful rulers of the world everybody is gone all we have is a list of names time has destroyed everyone and everything time humbles everyone and this time is a tiny manifestation of the lord's power there's no greater subduer than the time everyone has to perish so remembering this we have to remain humble we can go on enjoying this world but at the same time with great humility thanking the lord for whatever we are being blessed with false pride is one thing that krishna the supreme lord hates the most and humility is one quality that captures his heart 24 by 7 false pride he cannot tolerate to an extent that he left the gopis in the raslila when they had some sort of pride it was not the false pride like we have it was a purely deeply spiritual pride subtle when the raslila is happening krishna is with the gopis the gopis had a thought oh how fortunate we are krishna is with us only and with no other ladies of the universe or the creation as soon as they had this thought krishna disappeared from amongst them and then he went away with radharani after some time shrimati radharani is thinking oh krishna left everyone just for me krishna left her also now please understand radharani and the gopis they are extremely exalted they are not at fault but krishna is using them to teach us a very powerful lesson he teaches the world through those whom he loves the most and he's teaching that if you feel proud then what to speak of you i can leave the gopis also i can leave my dear most beloved shrimati radharani also so remain humble humility is the beginning of knowledge even if you are very talented and we have so much fame name but if you are proud that one bad quality is like a spot of white leprosy on a beautiful face it destroys it spoils the beauty completely even if we have everything else but if we are proud nobody will like us eventually people will remember us for our character our opulence externals may impress people for some time but it is our character qualities like modesty humility which will impress people in the long run and people will remember us for that unfortunately in the last 70 years personality ethics rather than character ethics has become the definition of success 
personality ethics means if you can dress up externally nicely you can behave nicely in social interactions you can manipulate your way to success no matter how you do it then you are considered a success internally you might be bleeding and you might be cheating and character ethics means there is more emphasis on developing qualities like modesty humility selflessness compassion and unfortunately last 70 years of self help literature is also focused on personality ethics only however what we need to focus upon is character developing the qualities of modesty humility and humility among all the divine virtues is the topmost if we are humble god will take us to the greatest heights but if we are proud one day will again become a mouse thank you very much once upon a time there was a very poisonous black snake just at his sight the villagers would cry out run run here comes the vicious snake he and his friends bite us only for fun one sunny day the birds were chirping on the trees the snake came out of his hole and gazed around the birds looked tasty he thought flicking his forked tongue greedily he called out to his friends hey let's do something exciting today should we get the birds or the children soon the children will come out to play we could hide in the bushes and bite them just then they saw a saint He looked happy and completely peaceful simply by chanting God's names. The sage was none other than the great Narada. When he saw the snake looking at him, he walked up to the snake continuously singing Narayana Narayana. The snake said, "You seem to be very peaceful." Could you please tell me how you are so happy? Narada replied, "Dear snake, I see every living entity as God's loving child. So I try to make everyone happy, knowing that by doing so, God will be happy." Narada spoke at length about God and his unlimited compassion and how he loved each and every one of us next said what you say is correct but i am worried about one thing i have harmed many living creatures in the past will god ever forgive me for that will he also love me narada replied please chant his holy names and ask him to forgive you He is extremely kind. Be sure never to repeat any of these bad activities again. The snake was transformed, moved by Narada's words. From that day onwards, he changed. 
he would no longer bite anyone and always chanted the holy names of the lord his friends though mocked and teased him have you gone mad chanting the names of god you are no longer our friend you don't even bite anyone do you forget you are a snake the transformed snake did not care about these taunting words and instead continued chanting the names of god as per the instructions of his guru the great narada muni soon enough the villagers noticed this change they discussed something has happened to this snake what is wrong with him has he gone mad has he gone crazy has he become old he does not bite us anymore so we can even beat him up and yet he does not do anything the villagers started mistreating this snake but the snake would not bite anyone even if it got beaten the snake had become completely humble he had been given an instruction by his spiritual master narad muni and he was determined to follow it under any circumstances days passed by narad again thought of visiting his disciple he saw that the snake was bleeding and had bruise marks on his body at many places it was apparent that he was being beaten up for no reason snake told the sage about the behavior of the villagers narada sat and thought about the problem of his disciple then he advised i have asked you not to bite anyone but you can definitely make a hissing sound you can definitely scare them away i have asked you not to bite but not to not hiss so he said do not bite anyone however if people come to trouble you then you can raise your hood and make a hissing sound as if you are going to bite them then they will not bother you anymore so we learn two very powerful lessons from this simple story one is the powerful impact of association a person is born with a particular nature based on his past guna and karma and he is forced to act according to that however if he is fortunate enough or by deliberate choice he agrees to associate with saintly people people with divine consciousness good people in good association then the person can certainly change as we saw the most envious creature like snake also got transformed in the association of the great saint narad muni that is why all the scriptures they emphasize satsang sat means eternal sat means truth sat means pure pure association because ultimately 
we are what we associate with whatever we have done whatever nature we have acquired till now whatever our conditionings might be to a great extent we can overcome them by keeping good association and the best best association is uh, in the association of those who are aspiring to serve god chant his names hear about him glorify his name fame qualities past times because that will nourish our divine side and starve our demonic side to death the bhagavad gita explains how we have both types of nature the good and the bad the divine and the demonic depending on who we associate with a particular nature gets nourished so if we associate with good people our divine side is nourished and if we associate with wrong people then our demonic side is nourished so the choice is completely ours and we are held responsible for the choices that we make at the present moment whatever we are is the result of the choices that we have made in the past and the future will depend on the choices that we make now but what is the right choice or the wrong choice how do we decide that it is to be decided based on scriptures and not based on the popular opinion not based on maturity ultimately we will be judged based on the scriptural principles because the scriptures are the law books so we have to understand the scriptures the scriptural principles from the right sources from the bona fide spiritual masters from the bona fide guru and thus learn to make the right choices not based on our whims and fancies but based on what the lord says in the scriptures lesson that we learn here is that we keep doing our duties and we have the best of intentions engage in the best of actions however as i said there are two types of people in this world each one is born with some divine side some demonic side but there are some people who have more demonic side to their nature and the nature of such people is to trouble the ones which have a divine side the puranas explain two types of people have always been existing in this world and they will continue to exist the good and the bad and the bad are always trying to hurt the good however we have to be very very practical just like narad muni gave a very practical advice to the snake when the snake became humble everybody started taking undue advantage so narad muni told him that you can scare them away don't bite them but if you try to scare them away they will think that you are going to bite them so they will not come near you they will not take advantage similarly in our life also we do the best we can to serve others we do uh, everything that is required to exhibit selflessness care love compassion but if that makes others take undue advantage then we must draw a line and we must let them know that they cannot cross this line we are respectful we can be gentle we can be firm at the same time and let everybody know that 
This is the line you can't cross. You cannot take undue advantage. Most importantly, because human life is so special, it is not to be wasted living in anxiety because of somebody else's demonic nature or somebody else's mistake or because of somebody who does not see an issue in their actions. So whatever it takes to keep our mind at peace, we should do that, keeping the best intentions. And if somebody wants to take undue advantage, we should let that person know that this is not done. We will respect you, we will help you, but you can't cross this line. And that way we can maintain our sanity and focus on some higher things in life, especially self-realization, God-realization, which is the goal of human life. Thank you.